Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, what's going on? It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Metal Shop here on The Rock, and, and we're actually talking to Wayne Ingram from, uh, from a band called The Wilderun. Is, is that correct? Wilderun? Did I spell it, say it right? Yeah, absolutely. You're one of the you're one of the the few that actually does say it right. <laughs> How do they usually say it? Like wild run or wildy run or? Yeah, you know it's it's fine. People can call it whatever they want, but yeah, we do get a lot of people saying wild run. And, um, uh, I've seen some YouTube videos where people uh, have said that it, wilder run is how we've how we've been pronouncing it. So uh, if you want to call it, you know, one time we played a show in Sacramento. Yeah, and. Uh, on the uh, marquee, they had written "Who Run." I don't know where they got, I don't know where they got that, but sounds know, like they, a rap song. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, what What's the origin of the band name? Um, uh, Evan, our um, you know our, our front man, our yeah. singer, Wilder Run's kind of his baby, uh, uh-huh. uh, and so he uh, he was reading this book series, the Shannara uh, Chronicles. Okay. And uh, there's a land in that book series uh, called Wilderun, uh-huh. uh, and uh, and so he's named he named the band after that. Very cool, um, yeah. right on, man. And, and so it is his his baby, as you were saying. And and uh, I guess uh, you know I'll get into I'll, I'll get into all the band questions first, uh, or in a, in a minute. But first, I just kind of wanted to check in on you and and how are you doing right now? Because it's a, it's a wild time. Uh, not only for musicians, but pretty much for everyone going on right now. Um, how have you been staying busy? How have you been staying sane and, and safe, man? Well, yeah, yeah, that's the that's the million dollar question, right? We're, we're the world is very much a strange place at the current moment. A, a trash fire, uh, if you will. Yeah, it is. It is pretty much on fire. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I hope, you, I hope you're doing okay. We're there. we're you know we're all on the west coast here together, so we're kind of. I don't know. We just got the mandate that we're supposed to. Uh, all, everyone's uh, forcefully going to have to wear masks for the next, you know, until they have a vaccine. Which, uh, for me, I was like, okay, what the who wasn't wearing a mask? Screw you guys, dude. What the hell? <laughs> I know. California just reinstated their their uh, their mask mandate too, and I uh, um, I feel I feel very much the same way. I'm kind of like I I uh, I don't know who's. 
I wish everyone would just uh, do the thing that uh, helps everyone be healthy, you know. There's people, okay, so, like, there's people dying in the streets, and there's, like, these, like, political unrest and, like, all this, like, crazy, like, uh, protests against racism, and then there's, like, people that are on Facebook complaining about they have to wear masks. It's like, yo, I I see where your uh, priorities are right now, dude. Yeah, it seems like kind of a small thing to worry about considering the rest of what's going on. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yeah, how you yeah, been, but- how you been, dude? How how's uh, I mean, we're kind of I guess out of the quote unquote quarantine, trying to reintegrate into society for better or worse. Uh, how how are you doing? How are you staying sane um, and safe and busy? And what's life been like since March? Yeah. Well, you know, um, as far as uh, personally, uh, my wife and I just had a baby two weeks oh, ago. Oh, congratulations, so that's dude! Level, you know. Yeah, it's very exciting, but uh, you quarantine know, cutie. Strange... Sorry, quarantine cutie. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's uh, yeah he's he's great and healthy, and and we're all very grateful for yeah. for that. Um, but you know, having a baby during this time is 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 a it's a very strange time to bring new life into the into the world. Um, uh, so you know, obviously that's. Uh, been keeping me very busy for yeah. the last couple weeks mm-hmm. um but besides that um you know, wilder run is uh has always been kind of a strange uh setup as far as band stuff goes because i i live on the west coast yeah uh, you know and everyone else is back east whether it's in massachusetts or um john our drummer lives in north carolina okay so when we do stuff, it's there's a lot of uh, when we do shows, you know, which isn't happening right now. Uh, yeah, there's a there were a couple of festivals we were going to play uh, in Europe this year, and then that was going to be our first time going to Europe. But um, you know, those things have been postponed, rightfully so. Uh, but it's still unfortunate that that happened. Uh, uh, but uh, we still we still uh, we do kind of like this kind of thing. We go on Skype. Uh, video conference and we we have band meetings every month and we uh right now we're working on some new material and uh you know we will be trying to get together when we can to uh uh you know to to play together and work out some parts if not we'll find a way to do it online i suppose uh but you know the fact that we live kind of spread out makes it already a challenge and then the fact that now we it's very difficult to travel anywhere. You know, we have to find alternatives, I think, to, uh, to, you know, to do music stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, damn dude. I, I imagine, uh, it's, you know, kind of segmented and, and like, you have to, it's like a piecework quilt you kind of have to put together, but, it's good that you guys are obviously still in contact and whatnot. Um, I, I should mention that the album is is uh, Veil of Imagination. It is available now on Century Media. Um, and I want to talk about the album and your band. Uh, so you, personally, you play, from what I understand, you play all sorts of roles in the band as far as instrumentation goes. Uh, real quick, could you run down all the instruments and sounds that you make on the album and in the band? Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I kind of have this... Uh, I, I, I hesitate to, to use the word transitory, but it feels a little bit that way <laughs> in, in Boulder Run. Because uh, the very first album we did together, um, I played lead guitar in the band. Okay. Uh, 
and did all the orchestral stuff on the on the first. That's uh, Olden Tales and Deathly Trails. I mm-hmm. did all all the orchestra stuff, and I played lead guitar. It was Evan, myself, John, and Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the next album, uh, Sleep, Sleep at the, uh, at the Edge of the Earth. Um, I I started working uh, in uh, in a I started working for a big music production library company called Bleeding Fingers in Santa Monica. Write nice. music for TV and and uh, and you know and, and movies and stuff mostly tv stuff yeah i was like my day job and it was very time consuming so i had to kind of take step away from uh wilder run for a little while which was really unfortunate um that job was just very all-encompassing mm-hmm. uh and so because of that uh that's when we got joe into the band to play guitar because he already lives in massachusetts with everyone else i'm like oh you you guys aren't going to have any trouble doing shows because Joe lives like down the street, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, you don't totally, have yeah. someone from California to go do a show. You yeah. Know? Um, and it was a great decision to have Joe come on and play guitar. Cause he friggin' rules. He's such a good guitar player and such a cool dude too. Yeah. Uh, so on that record, I started to do more of the, my took him backseat to playing things and doing more of the production stuff and the, orchestral things and dan the bassist and i uh partnered together to do the orchestra stuff for sleep and that kind of set uh the well i guess on sleep i also played like some lap steel and i played some uh banjo stuff and i did some various like acoustic instrument things on sleep um which was really fun it's nice it's really cool to add that americana flavor you know onto this metal stuff um but that uh, workflow from sleep really set the stage for Vale because uh, it worked so well to have Dan and I partner together uh, doing the orchestra stuff and mm-hmm. we just carried that over to work on sleep uh, Dan and I have various musical influences and it's great to pair those together uh, so on Vale personally uh, I didn't play any instruments on Vale, I did all. I did a ton of orchestral work. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, you know, to name all the instruments I used would be <laughs> there's there's a lot of instruments in the orchestra, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, so you know, there's there's obviously the big instrument families like strings, brass, and woodwinds, and um, various uh, sound design things that Dan and I created to you know weave into the texture of the of the orchestral stuff. Um, but most of my involvement on Vale, because again, I was still working at, um, at Bleeding Fingers at the time. So I, I, you know, the most that I could offer was, um, uh, you know, working on the orchestral stuff. I couldn't fly to the studio to play anything and they already had Joe playing guitar. So yeah. I'm still finding my niche in the band was much more like, uh, you know, the, the orchestral stuff is where. Uh, where I could really put my efforts and like, uh, you know, and, uh, and make an impact on the sound, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's where I focused my efforts on Vale. And, uh, I'm very proud of what, we, of what Dan and I created orchestrally. Uh, I don't know if that answers that question. Or not. No, totally, <laughs> man. A long story. Sorry about that. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I'm the one who asked. Um, you guys, um, <laughs> 
I mean, people might be that are listening might be like, okay, so let, let's listen to this interview. I've never heard of Wilderun. And they hear us talking about orchestration. They hear us talking about uh, lap steel guitar. They hear us talking about uh, banjo. And they're like, wait, is this a metal band? What are you talking about? So uh, I got I to gotta say, you guys are one of the most layered, unique, metal, metal-ish bands I've ever heard, honestly. Um, so first off, like, someone someone that you're like just you know in a casual conversation how the hell would you even describe your band to someone Gosh, I, it like changes every time someone asks right i never really know what i can never really pin down a genre right to, uh-huh. like, <laughs> to say so i said metal ish like, <laughs> yeah metal you know i think i'm gonna start using that that makes a lot of sense <laughs> metal ish band metal ish band but i think what we've been saying uh more or less is that we're a you know we're more we're less of a folk metal band uh, now and we're much more of just uh, like a progressive symphonic metal band i think that encompasses i think that encompasses you know that's a wide enough umbrella uh to fit all the elements in if you say you're a folk metal band then people will think that you dress up in costumes right yeah you know we (laughs) (laughs) we used to we used to have uh, have uh, uh, stage outfits. I mean, we still do, but we used to wear like like uh, like uh, kind of like fancy dress up clothes, like you Ooh. know, like uh, vests and uh, uh, you know dress shirts and slacks and stuff. Yeah, on our first that was our that was our look, uh, and that's changed now. Uh, but but that first album again, that first album was very much a, a folk metal record, and we've kind of moved away from that. Uh, uh, with the with especially with Vale, it's not. Yeah, there are there's like acoustic guitar on it. There are some folky things, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a you know a folk metal thing anymore. Um. So you guys, uh, I have to mention that I, I actually after I'm done with this interview, I'm, my day job is I'm a, I work for a company called Dusty Strings that builds and produces hammered dulcimers and and harps. Um, you you get Dusty Strings, dude. I own one of your dulcimers. Really. Yeah, I'm the per- uh what 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 kind is it like a D550 or Prelude? I couldn't I could not tell you the model number. Hold on. I could not tell you the model number. I had it literally right here. I'd have to I'd have to take it out of the case to tell you, but it's like a oh, it's, it's a diatonically tuned one. It's nice. got like four octaves on it. Okay, yeah. I I uh I'm not I don't create the instruments, but I'm the the one and only uh shipping guy. So I I make sure to, you know, cuz everything has to go into these like big boxes and we have boxes made specifically for us. So yeah, I yeah. the company is literally a 10-minute walk from my apartment. So yeah, I work at Dusty Strings. Dude, that's so cool. The, the dulcimer, I play. I bought it at the Nam Show, actually. That's awesome. Yeah, you bought it from yeah. my boss Ray. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that guy is so cool. Man, yeah. you guys make great stuff. I, I love it. Uh, I bought it on a whim just because I tried it at the Nam Show. I was like, wow, this is the coolest thing, and I don't own one, and I love playing it. So I just they gave me a great deal because I bought it at the show. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It, Oh, what a fun! What a, uh, a small world! Huh? <laughs> I'll tell them. I'll tell them, and I'll, I'll I'll show them the band. I'll show them your band, and they'll be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, hoping I can use. I'll use the dulcimer on future older and stuff for sure. The dulcimer you do hear. Uh, I guess I should I should make sure to say that the dulcimer you do hear on on the record so far has been Dan's grandpa's dulcimer. It's like a uh-huh. hundred years old or something, which is also very cool. Old school. 
but uh, I've used uh, when I worked at uh, uh, Zimmer's company, uh, Bleeding Fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I use the I use this dulcimer all the time. Like you, uh, shows like Mountain Men and um, Alaskan Bush People. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I played my dulcimer all over. So this dulcimer has been on TV a bunch of times. Oh wow, <laughs> dude! I gotta I gotta get you in contact with these people. I want I want I want you to uh, tell them that I, I wouldn't be able to to quote exactly what you just said but yeah i'm gonna tell them today i'll uh, maybe maybe i'll get you guys in contact maybe we can get you some sort of like uh you know deal where you get some free strings or something i don't know i'd be eternally grateful uh, <laughs> but thank you that's so cool yeah um if nothing else if nothing else just pass the word along that i love the dulcimer <laughs> absolutely man hell yeah um Okay, yeah. So uh, let me rephrase this question. Okay, so uh, yeah. So you got. So you actually. So I work for Dusty Strings. You guys include a hammer dulcimer in the dulcimer in the band. I gotta ask. So I know there's a band called Botanist that is mainly hammer dulcimer, uh, and it's kind of like black metal influence. Are you guys like one or two? One of two or three metal bands that has ever used a hammer dulcimer? Do you know of any other ones? You know, we're definitely not the only. We're definitely not the only band that has woven the hammer dulcimer sound into our our, our fabric before. I, it's I not common I, though. <laughs> I can't just I can't just like I, I don't think I can I can spout off uh, any particular bands that where I like uh, in I can't think of any band in particular yeah. that I've heard it, but I know I've heard it before. Okay, a lot okay. of I think a lot of the the more European you know folk metal sure, type sure. bands they're using they're using all kinds of stuff like this Elvete uh, and whatnot yeah 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 exactly those kinds of bands uh you know i i, I can imagine bands like Pintroll and and uh you know even uh what you said uh, uh yeah and stuff those those the more european and scandinavian bands you're you're gonna find this kind of woven into the, the fabric of the sound not so much american yeah bands uh but any of those European things, I think, I think you're gonna you're gonna find it. I've definitely heard it before. Uh, we, I think it's probably safe to say we're one of maybe the only American fair enough. Bands nice, maybe used it, maybe. But I don't want to. Don't quote me on that because I I don't know for sure. I'm sure there's a lot of great metal bands in America using cool folk instruments. You know. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't think I hear the dulcimer in, in deicide or obituary much, but you know. That's just. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm curious about your journey into metal. Like, what was the first? Uh, what was your first exposure to like metal growing up, or like, like hard rock? What was that first time that you were like, dude, that that shreds? Uh oh well. Or or well, were I you think... even a metal guy, or do you come from a different um, perspective? Well, no, I I definitely come. From, I was. Uh, I definitely come from a. A classic rock background okay you know with with my dad yeah. uh we would you know i'd be helping him outside in the in the yard as a kid or you know driving to to like scout camp or whatever you know it always it would always be classic rock in the car um but uh, and so I, I think my first exposure to metal was definitely through my cousin eric um i remember one christmas he was uh he bought me like uh you know it's it's what everyone I'm sure hears the first time, you know, it's like I got, he bought me a copy of, uh, of, um, the black Sabbath, you know, the, their first album and, uh, and, uh, master of puppets. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, Holy crap. This stuff is amazing. It's so heavy. I've never heard anything like it. You know, I'm like 12. Mm-hmm. Right. 
so definitely Black Sabbath and Metallica were the first time that I had heard metal in any sense. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was I was just starting to learn guitar around that time. So, I, you know, I was like learning Led Zeppelin songs and then I heard Master of Puppets. And I'm like, I'm going to learn that instead. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but all my, a lot of my, my, uh, rock or my, you know, I guess my, my guitar musical influences are very rooted in classic rock. And then I just sort of moved on to, to metal, but I still, I, I still have to attribute a lot of my playing style to, to bands like Zeppelin and, and, uh, and like, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and, mm-hmm. you know, ACDC, like those classic rock bands that I heard growing up, they, you know, there's a huge set of influence in there that colors how I play metal, if that makes any sense. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you have that kind of like that foundation and and everything that's, you know, comes comes from there is just building up on that, like, foundation of that stuff that you, you know, you listened to when you were working on the car with your dad. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's like those formative things, right? You learn a couple of, like, Aerosmith solo licks mm-hmm. and then and then you learn a Metallica song and then you get into a metal band and you're like oh how do I put these two things together to make my own sound or whatever you know totally um and and, and now so uh, I'm gonna put you on the spot and take a minute if you if you need to um if you could okay. pick four albums from your entire life that have made a distinct impression and like are still important to you four albums well um I recently just did that 10 albums thing on Facebook. So this shouldn't be that. Hard. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, so four albums, definitely. <clears throat> uh, well, uh, I'll have to say the and there's an album, there's a compilation album called the BBC sessions. It's Led Zeppelin, the BBC sessions. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first classic rock CDs I ever got. And it yeah. was my dad's. Um, and so, I listened to that like tons through high school, you know, just like, uh, that's definitely a, a huge kind of foundational thing for me. Okay. Uh, uh, dream theaters scenes from a memory mm-hmm. is, I, I'd probably have to say is probably the most life changing album for me personally. Yeah. Uh, because I had listened to, you know, like I said, I had listened to Master Puppets. I had listened to all this classic rock stuff. You know, I listened to, uh, you know, I listened to like the Big Four, right? Like mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, or not? They're not the Big Four, but you know, like Megadeth and Anthrax. You know, all those, all yeah. those classic old school metal bands. Yeah, I had already been listening to those. And then I heard Dream Theater. My friend Austin uh, from high school. He's a great drummer. He was working in a music store, and he brought over the Scenes from a Memory um, DVD. And he said, uh, stop whatever you're doing. I'm coming over. We have to watch this. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm getting into, but Uh-oh. okay. Yeah. And, and he brought it over and, he, and I had never in my life heard music like dream theater where there's like odd time signatures mm-hmm. and, you know, insane, like lightning fast guitar playing and like songs that are 10 minutes long. And well, Metallica has long songs, but not in the way the dream theater has songs that have like all these movements mm-hmm. and different parts and sections, you know? And it was like, how do you make, I couldn't even conceive of music like that, you know, in, in, in high school. 
I couldn't, I had no idea you could even make music happen like that. Like, why are there five beats in this measure? I don't understand what's happening, (laughs) you know? Can they do that? Is that allowed? Yeah. Yeah. Is this a le? Is this legal? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so dream theater scenes from a memory. Uh, once I heard that I, I like, I was hooked and then I, I like moved on from just regular straight ahead metal and was like, I'm going to listen to progressive metal for the rest of my life. Um, uh, so yeah, so I've got the Led Zeppelin thing, mm-hmm. uh, dream th- scenes from a memory. Um, I have to say, um, I think kind of, t- <laughs> it kind of tied for maybe the third album would be, uh, children of Bodum's, uh, fall the reaper. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, Nightwish, uh, dark passion play. Okay. And the reason I say those two is because they're the first two albums I heard where um it was like in a like a more aggressive metal band you know definitely children of bodum not so much nightwish in the aggression part but also they're the first metal bands i heard that included like symphonic elements mm-hmm. you know yeah nightwish especially they have a whole giant live orchestra playing with them on on that album but children of bodum you know they have a keyboard player but it's still like it's like it's got orchestral elements and like synth stuff uh-huh. You know, I had heard those bands before I heard, uh, uh, I heard children of Bodom before I heard dream theater. So I was like, Oh wow, this metal that I, I know of metal, but it's, I've never heard it this aggressive. Yeah. Um, and I've never heard it with, you know, anything other than guitars, right? It's like, Oh, there's this, there's like these uh, orchestral things and like synth things. Um, I, I was like, that's a new sound palette that I didn't know existed. That's really cool. And that really got me into the, like, symphonic metal. Okay, yeah. This symphonic metal. Um, and then Nightwish, you know, I, I discovered uh, probably when I was in college. And I was, it was just more of an extension of that. Totally. Because it's, it's like, oh, I know what it sounds like to have a keyboard player play, like, synth strings. But Nightwish has, like actual a whole actual orchestra yeah you know totally that was incredible because me you know doing doing work as like a tv and film composer you know i write a lot of orchestral music but i never heard it paired with the metal that i like so much you know mm-hmm. um, and then i guess lastly i i'd have to i'd have to say uh uh <clears throat> Tursas, uh the battle metal album okay yeah uh, and I have to say that because, uh, that was the first album that I ever heard that was, you know, like the quote unquote folk metal thing. Yeah. And that album rips. I, I think that album is so good and, and I love the energy and I, I never heard, you know, before that I had never heard metal with, you know, an accordion player and a violinist and I'm like, what is this? You know, just every album that I think is influential is something that I I, an album I listened to where there was like a new element that I never heard before. Totally mixed metal, you know. Um. So, yeah, those are those are the like four slash five <laughs> albums that. That's a good foundation, though. I can definitely see you know elements of those like influencing Wilburon. Not saying that you guys are you know. I I I would be 
you know, I think it's safe to say that I can hear a little pe- bits and pieces of those influences, but you guys are your own thing, man. Veil of Imagination is available now on Century Media. Um, uh, before we go, dude, um, th- thank- first off, thanks for, for taking the time. I appreciate you taking the time during this weird, weird time. Um, do you have any final words for the Northwest audience? Well, I mean, yeah, thank you for for calling and having me on man it's been it's always really fun to get to talk to just anybody other than my bandmates about music you know (laughs) exactly especially during this time it's like yes i can talk to someone no don't go stay with me yeah yeah right (laughs) exactly (laughs) um i don't have final thoughts uh i don't know uh i hope everyone stays safe they're healthy yeah i hope um i hope you've got a big stockpile of beer to keep to keep you. <laughs> yes. you know, my roommate works going. at Elysian, so <laughs> you say that again. My roommate works at Elysian Brewery, so we're oh. okay. Oh, you, you're set. Yeah, you don't need to work anything. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope we can get out to start touring again because uh, the most rewarding part of doing this whole music thing is, you know, going around the the, the country or wherever else and and playing shows and getting to meet new people and and share what we like to do and you know with you and and yeah. uh, and hopefully make you know some new friends because we have common interests or whatever um i hope we get to do more of that because i definitely miss it um and uh yeah i mean really just all all i all i really hope for the world right now is just that everyone is safe and healthy and and that you know things make a turn for the better soon <laughs> that's, that's right really it Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time again. Uh, Wayne Ingram from Wilderun, their album Veil of Imagination is available now. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.